The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. I'm super excited to bring this episode to you today. Everybody knows that we're pretty big into holistic treatments for whatever we can find for our animals. And I don't know, a few months ago, I put up this post about like, hey, what's everybody's favorite holistic buzz this year? And um, I found out about these new collars. They're EM collars, which is short for effective microorganisms. And um, I have the owner of the natural dog shop here today to discuss these collars with you. We have Lisa Zilney in from Pennsylvania. But first, we're going to start with the quirky tip of the day. (coughs) All right. See, I remembered. Sometimes with a guest, I get a little crazy. Um, the quirky tip of the day is if you are not familiar with these collars, I was fortunate enough to get some that arrived before, um, we even filmed this podcast. We'll get more into that as we get more into the interview with Lisa. But if you're not familiar with these EM collars, please check them out. The uh, URL will be in the description of the show notes so you can order them online. Lisa actually does some vending, mostly in New England kind of areas, but you know, you can see her at a show. Check these out. They're super cool. I hear the Canadians are all about them, and I normally love whatever the Canadians love. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Lisa on. This is Lisa Zilney from Pennsylvania, owner of The Natural Dog. How you doing, Lisa? (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. And I should mention that it's dog, D-A-W-G, for anybody listening, um, not D-O-G. So tell us a little bit how this came to be um, and how long you've been doing it. Just a little bit about your origin here with this company. Uh, Well, it was sort of by accident, to be perfectly honest, the business. All the best things are. (laughs) (laughs) I've been using these collars for a few years on my own dogs, and I've been ordering them from Canada. Okay. Um, My one dog, she's an elk hound. She's 13 years old, and she has a negative reaction to anything chemical. Okay. Um, You know, lethargy, leg quivering. So I came across these collars, and lots of folks in Canada use them. They use them in too, but it it just wasn't a thing here in the U.S. Last year, when I contacted the woman to order collars, though, her backlog was really, really bad. So oh I gosh. had to wait like two months. That's and the I, whole season. <laughs> I, I didn't wait till the last minute, you know? And so I said, okay, I'm going to just take matters into my own hands here, order. Um, you know, I look at the collars. I'm like, I could probably probably figure this out. So I ordered the ceramics from the Netherlands and ordered some paracord and, you know, off I went making the collars, but I had more supplies than I needed for my own two dogs. So then I posted them on my Facebook and asked, you know, asked if some friends wanted me to make some stuff. Um, then it just sort of spiraled from there. I'm sort of the type of person that, you know, takes things to the extreme once they start. (laughs) Well, no, and it's great because I know ordering things that I want to get from Canada. Also, the shipping is different too, right? So now they're shipping. Well, it's, it's, it can be tricky. It's, I'm like writing people, is it clear? Does everything all set? So now you can actually order these within the U.S. and get them shipped right from Pennsylvania. Are there other people manufacturing these in the States right now also, do you know, or mostly just you? 
maybe one other person. Okay. I think. For the most part, they come from Canada. You can also, like, if you look on Etsy, you'll find people shipping them from France or the Netherlands as well. Okay. So most of the stuff comes out of country. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being our American representative. I'm excited. So right? when I ordered them, they had um, adjustable and non-adjustable. Can you explain the differences a bit and what people kind of prefer with that? So the type of collar you're going to order, it totally depends on your dog. All right. Okay. So the adjustable ones have, I have one here, have these Perfect. little dangly pieces. Okay. It sort of hangs like a necklace down on the dog. And if you have, you know, a younger dog or a naughty dog that's going to reach down and chew on these, or if you have a dog that's going to chew on the one, the collar that the other dog has on, yeah. this is going to be the best idea for you. <laughs> if they, if they eat the ceramic, it's less effective, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not the way to go with the ceramics. <laughs> that's not the point of the ceramics. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's not toxic. So okay. that, I mean, that sort of brought up a legitimate question because some people ask about that. Um, so the, I mean, the adjustable ones are the better choice in my opinion for most dogs that okay. aren't going to be naughty with them. And one of the reasons that is, is because it will, it will release on its own if the dog gets the collar caught on something. Okay. Nice. So some folks don't like to leave collars on their dogs when they're not in the house. Yeah. So that's the benefit of these adjustable ones that it'll just pull. Okay. And the dog will be able to get out of the collar. Nice. Yeah. So do you recommend that people kind of put them on early in tick season and just leave them on all throughout or only during the day or only for hikes or what's your recommendation for wear? So it's sort of like what the Wonderside collar and the Soresto collar, the idea is you're supposed to wear it as often as you can. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I personally, given the research on ticks and their, you know, inability to die over the winter, <laughs> I leave them on okay. all year round. Okay. And I, I would say that's a good way to go. We're, we're filming this episode in August because we're heading into another heavy tick season. I mean, you know, New England, a lot of great stuff about New England, but the spring and the fall, I'm pulling ticks off our friggin' dogs all the time. And, you know, I could go with something that's going to kill ticks on contact or an oral. And I know a lot of people go with that method and I respect that. This isn't a flex that we don't use those types of products, but uh, the pros and the cons for us, we use Sentinel for heartworm, and then we try to be as holistic as freaking possible with the flea and tick stuff. So I'm super excited to try these. I'm going to put them on the dogs as soon as possible, and I'll leave them on throughout the season in addition to other stuff, right? Like this doesn't have to limit other holistic stuff that you may use. No, it absolutely does not. I mean, I use a holistic spray on my dogs when we go hiking. In really heavy tick season, yep. they'll sometimes have a Wonderside collar on with it. Yep. Or uh, only natural pet makes a tag. Okay. Sometimes put on the collar for them. Um, you know, you're wanting to minimize the likelihood of tick involvement any way you can. So, and ticks are really bad in a lot of areas of the country. So, I absolutely double up in in protections. Yeah. How about actually putting something on this collar? Like it, if I had an essential oil or whatever, am I going to change the efficacy if I put something on this? So that's a no, no. Okay. You don't want any chemicals on the collar. Okay, good. Okay. I'm glad I asked. So, so if you, if you spray them, you just want it away from the area of the neck where the collar's on. Okay. Same thing. If they swim in a chlorinated pool, you want to take the collar off. Okay. All right. And then okay. if people do use things like an oral, something like Brevecto or something else, is it unsafe to use your EM collars in addition to that? 
No, it's not unsafe. Okay. All right. So this would just be another backup, but it is okay. You're saying, cause I actually bought the Wonderside collars this summer too. I could hike with your collar and the Wonderside collar next to each other without an issue. As long as I'm not putting something on your collar. Yes. Okay, great. So you had yeah. a question about the heat. You were saying something about the heating up of the ceramic and you just wondered. Well, how- I, I was reading, um, the description of how they're made and, so you have these effective microorganisms mixed into the ceramic before it's fired, right? Yes. So when it's fired, it's like 2,000 degrees when it's fired. <laughs> How does that make them effective if they've been cooked to the point of oblivion? That's what I, And then these give off an infrared of some kind, I, I think I read correctly. Is that, that's, really yes. what, that's what repels the insect, the, the, the tick, is this infrared. Uh, am I describing that correctly? Yes. Okay. So what does the uh, microorganisms do within the ceramic after it's been fired? How does that all work? I'm just not clear on it. So I'll say first off, I am not a scientist. Okay. <laughs> Neither are we. Don't worry. We're all set. <laughs> I am not a biologist or anything fancy like that. I am a social scientist. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> totally different thing. Um, so my knowledge of this comes from, you know, reading uh, reading the research, evaluating anecdotal evidence, and my personal experience with using them, okay. right? So um, can I explain <clears throat> to you exactly how the heat makes this work? No. Okay. <laughs> right? And you you guys probably know from doing work on other holistic stuff that it's not something that's studied a lot. Yes. Yeah. The there's research. not going to be big money behind it, who's going to study it? <laughs> yeah. It's not a you prescription. Know? Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I mean, there are a couple studies that have been done that show how microorganisms can work with the environment and your dog to alter how parasites respond. Okay. It's a small number of studies. Yeah. You know, am I going to run to the bank on those studies? No, but at the same time, there's not any studies being done. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, and people, I mean, obviously they're getting more popular in Canada. It's not just this buzz thing. I mean, you can go order just, you know, fashion collars very easily. So they're getting more popular. Yeah. You're having clients come back to repurchase them. I, I mean, that people are seeing a difference, I would assume, or the market wouldn't be rising. Is that true? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not questioning whether or not they actually repel ticks. I was just curious as to how it works because if, yeah, they're, they're selling them in the Netherlands, I guess they were created there. They're big in Canada. People are using them. Uh, all these people would, if they weren't working, I mean, with social media the way it is, you'd be getting a lot of, not you, but the company, the methodology behind it would be getting heat. They basically, this is just BS. It's not working, you know? Yeah. No, I think it's interesting. And it's all, a lot of this microorganism stuff and this microbiome stuff, it's very connected, right? Our dog's GI systems and if they're having loose stool and how they're, you know, dealing with stress. And tick-borne illness is not fun. Like, you do not want to be dealing with a hardcore tick-borne illness. And as anyone knows who has friends or family or previous dogs that have had tick-borne illnesses, they can often go undiagnosed for a bit too, right? Like you send out that full panel and part of you's crossing your fingers, it's tick-borne, part of you's not, but there's no clear-cut path for really serious tick-borne. I know dogs that have had to take doxy every day the rest of their lives. I mean, it can be really intense and there can be a lot of negative effects. So if this is going to help and be cute in the meantime, why not? I'm all about it. Well, (laughs) one thing I wanted to say is that even when you use the poisons, you still come pulling ticks off your dogs. I mean, there's still dogs. They have to actually get embedded into the 
the dog's skin. Or there's dead, to kill or there's them. dead ticks falling off your dogs, and well, that just doesn't sit right with me. I, I mean, I, it's good, okay, good. It didn't catch the dog, but why did it die when it, you know, bit my dog's skin? That concerns me. <laughs> what about? I mean, uh, I would think you could put these on kids too, because it's not a poison. Like we could put these so, on our ankles and go hiking in the woods, theoretically. Right. So I, I do make anklets and bracelets also. Oh, cute. For people, right? Good. For humans, yeah. Great. Yeah, got my bracelet on there. Good. Um, so yeah, they are safe around kids. I've had have customers order them uh, for dogs that are pregnant. Okay. Because they're not wanting to use the chemicals yep. on their right. dog. Then. Um, I mean, the, the idea with the heat, I'll tell you, is that, so theoretically, they use this special clay and the microorganisms are baked into the clay, like you said, at like right. 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. So yeah. really, really hot, which changes the structure of the clay. And so what the research says is that traps these effective microorganisms in these EM ceramics. So they're more right. like concentrated almost because right. they're stuck in there and locked in there. I'm all about it. I mean, we do... We're about as woo-woo as it comes to our dogs. Like, we're not judging. We're just trying to figure out. And I like it because the Wonderside collars are not this cute at all. I'm sorry. The Soresto collars, I have a hard time bringing myself there. I don't think that there's an issue with Sorestos. A lot of people use them happily. We well, do like... You read they were going to... Talking about pulling those. Well, they, there's thing. No, they're not going to pull them. But there was a study out that there was some stuff going on with them. But what I like about the Soresto collar versus the topical is it's not just in the dog system, right? Like there's an issue. Fine, let's take it off. And similar to this, like if you're concerned that oh this changed something, just take it off and it should be fine. But you're getting very little fallout, I would assume, from clients who are using these, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Much less I mean, than the you know, like you said. It's not, it's not a foolproof plan, just like the yeah. Sorento collars and yeah. the topicals aren't, yeah. you know? So do I occasionally find ticks on the dogs? Yes. Yeah. You know? And before I started using these, I was using Soresto and I found Still ticks. Still find ticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. except then I had in my older dog, I had the negative effects of the chemicals as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's really each person has to weigh the, the pros and cons of how they're going to approach you know, possibly their good dog getting a tick-borne disease, which, like you said, is dreadful. Yeah, no, and it, and sometimes it can be, you know, fine. They test for anaplasmosis. Their system clears it. Great. Sometimes it can be like the dog barely made it, and it's forever changed, and we're just grateful it's still alive. So if you right. are used to dealing with tick-borne stuff and you like to lean into holistics, I would totally check these collars out. All right, we're going to go to break super quick, and when we get back, we're going to talk to Lisa a little bit more about her awesome collars. Want to keep up with all the latest from the Quirky Dog Podcast like me and Murphy here? then make sure you head on over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Or if you prefer to listen to the madness, go on over to iTunes or Spotify and follow the Quirky Dog Podcast. And hey, while you're there, leave a rating and review and let them know what you think of the show. Until then, keep it quirky. All right. Can you hear me? Are we back? Okay, good. Oh, wow, I'm not echoey. I sound <laughs> we're like having a conversation right in the same room as Lisa. All right, so... um. We got three for our border collies, so I'm super excited to try these out. And I was really excited, the options, like colors, different beads, everything else. So explain to me a little bit about that, because obviously all of us girls, especially out there that order collars for our do- dogs, the more we can accessorize, the better. So explain uh, to me. guys aren't allowed to accessorize. Well, you can, I don't think you would have gotten as excited. You would have said I, black, I may, black, black. What's I, their measurement? Okay, go. <laughs> if I knew there was a bead selection, we may have had a different collar here, but he's I wasn't gonna, in on that part of gonna it. He's going to get a matching uh, anklet with Jimmy maybe now. All right. So explain to me somewhat about the different options and stuff that people can get into. 
are tons of different color options because, you know, especially in the dog sport world, every dog has a color, (laughs) color coordinated with everything. So there's more than 80 colors. There's also, there's a smaller paracord for dogs that are little. Okay. Um, The larger paracord, you know, for the border collies, larger dogs, or folks that just want a collar that's more prominent on the dog. Because they are cute. Yeah, you know? they are. I love them. They're super cute. I, colors. Yeah, I love them. And then even the beads. So there were different options for the beads. So explain to us a little bit about that, just so people understand what they're ordering if they go to order. So there's some glass beads, and those are all different color options that folks can do. I have silver beads. I have imitation pearls. Okay. And that, those are mostly lighter. just for decoration. The ceramics okay. are the ones that yeah, are really... There's, there's no dead organisms in the ceramics, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, there's no dead organisms in the glass, he's saying. No, but no. really, but that's the case, right? Like, I'm, I'm accessorizing when I do that, but the white ones are the ones that are fighting off the ticks. Yes. The ceramics, yeah. Okay. Uh, Except if you use like this friendship style one, which is just a slide closure. Okay. Then the purpose of the beads is so the ceramics don't hit each other. Oh, I see. And crack. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. I like that. So yeah. So mine were actually wrapped in with paracord in between the ceramic, it looks like. And, but you're saying that it's kind of all on one for the friendship thing. So that's something. Yeah. So that's something that a lot of people could get that for their dog and then accessorize the same thing for, is it just ankles or you would recommend the humans wear it on the wrist too? You really only need one or the other. Okay. Yeah. You don't need to walk around like chained up all, <laughs> both hands, both legs. <laughs> no, you don't need that many. Okay, great. And, um, the humans, uh, would you recommend that they keep it on as frequently as possible as well? Does it kind of have the same buildup or is that a different situation? Yeah. I mean, the more you can wear it, the better. Okay. Um, you know, some people even, for the dogs, take it off when their dogs play. If your dogs have a tendency to, you know, pull on the collar yeah. or something. But again, like the wonder side of the Soresto, in an ideal world, the more the dog wears it or the more the human wears the bracelet, the better. Yeah. Okay. You know, this reminds me of, I don't know, are you familiar with these like uh, hiking survivalist uh, bracelets that are made out yes. of paracord? So I've seen them, <laughs> the same, you know, the, the similar type of a weave or braid without the ceramic, of course. And it's just a little bracelet that a person would wear that's a hiker or, you know, an outdoor person. And the whole point of it is that if you needed paracord, you take off your bracelet. <laughs> no, really. Now we're really going survivalist, yeah, but it's true. that's what it's for. That's what it's for. They advertise it that way. It's like you can have a 50 feet of paracord if you need it, but it's a bracelet. Yep. Well, we're coming you know? up with more and more success options. Of the, so the, if, if you need I'm to excited. like pull your dog up the side of a cliff, <laughs> yeah. You take off their, their necklace. Their collar, yeah. Exactly. You, you, you make go. a sling. And less ticks <laughs> and less ticks on them during the survival process. Okay, so the, it says they last like almost a year, right? Like you're having people reorder how frequently? Just if somebody gets into these, the collars themselves. If somebody wants these for their dogs and they get excited and they order them, let's say they're going to order them for this upcoming fall tick season, should they re-up in the spring? How long would you you know, on average say that they last or they're the most effective? So what folks are saying that use these are that they last 10 to 12 months. Okay. Which makes them super cheap. Yeah. No, seriously. I was shocked. I was so excited. But one of the things is it takes like three weeks for it to, you know, acclimate with your dog's body. So for people who are reordering, I usually tell them to reorder at like the 10th or the 12th month. 
And then they keep both of them on until they can throw the old one away. Okay. That makes sense. And even that's a good point to bring up. If you're reordering, maybe do your reorder in, you know, the coldest part of the year, right before we're going to head into it. How many weeks did you say it was? 10 weeks for it to acclimate? to the dog three. three three so that's a good point to bring up so just because you have it and you put it on it doesn't mean that next hike it's going to be as effective as it would be the following month and then the care was pretty easy too like you literally just wash it in warm water correct yep okay so you would recommend not putting these in a washing machine i would assume <laughs> you don't want any soap okay. or anything yeah. like it's the same thing it's the same thing <laughs> i'm just saying i i saw it a thing the other day getting passed around this like child cloak and it said on the tag, make sure you remove child before you wash this. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, I think so. But just so people are aware, no oils, no um, chlorine and no washing machine, nothing else. Just warm water, no soap. Wash and then all the let dead it ticks off flat. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm super excited about it. I would assume that most of your clientele is within the States. Is that where most of your clients are right now? Or where are you selling to mostly? Mostly in the U.S., yes. And what is the um, time, like if somebody goes to the website to order a collar, how long does it normally take for you to make it and for it to arrive to their house and all that? Listen, I can't control the post office. <laughs> <laughs> after I send them, I have no control over. But right now, the turnaround time is about a week to okay. 10 days. Great. That's um, awesome. I'm assuming that th- these are custom size. You, you yeah, mail, we ordered, in, you I mail sent in the, her. the neck size. Yeah. yeah, I sent her the neck sizes. And I mean, that's just pretty simple for no one that's done that before. <clears> and I would assume most people in the dog sport world are pretty familiar with that. But if, you know, somebody out there who's a pet dog client that's listening, that's like, I just bought one collar at Petco and it fit. You just take like that material, like soft tape, put it around the dog's neck, shoelace. Yeah. Like it's very simple to get a neck measurement. You don't need 16 different measurements on the dog. Just check and see what's going to be best for their neck. And I see what you're saying about the adjustables, the break free and everything else versus the clip collars. I got them with buckles just so I could buckle them on. But the adjustables give you some grace there too, if the neck size isn't perfect, I would assume. Absolutely. And you would be surprised how off some of the neck sizes are. (laughs) I get. And I do sell pre-made ones on the website too, which are primarily these friendship ones because they have the most adjustability out of all. Yeah. I like those ones. And they're they're also the lightest. So if you have a dog, like a double coated dog, like my elk hound, you know, they tend to get the fur compressed. Yeah. It's going to be the lightest out of all of the Yeah. Get less wrapped into it and less tangled in. Okay. That makes sense. And then you're doing some vending in person also. So if you guys are listening, I know that not everyone that listens and watches lives in New England, (laughs) but if you guys are in the area, tell us about some shows that you'll be vending at, um, the rest of 2022 in case people happen to be there and they can check you out. Um, so right now I only have two scheduled, which is the, there's a cruising canine agility trial in Robbinsville, New Jersey, August 13th and 14th. And then there's a barn hunt trial also in Robbinsville, New Jersey, September 24th. Um, They do a big show in Freehold, New Jersey um, at the end of September, beginning of October that I'm probably vending at also. And then I just sort of, you know, hit like fast cats and uh, disc trials cool. close to the yeah. date. So I don't necessarily know about those ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, no, that's great. But if you guys have not heard of this um, 
company before. I was really excited when it was recommended to me and multiple people recommended um, Lisa to me and her natural dog shop and everything else. And again, it's naturaldogshop.com and that's dog D-A-W-G. And the other thing I want to mention is when you sent me the collars, it was so great. You sent me this little lint roller too. And I was like, oh, this is so handy. But when I was reading, you actually were suggesting that I use a lint roller on the dogs. Yes. Yeah, which is super smart. I honestly have never done that. I've force dried before. Like I've gone, come back from hikes and force dried to see if any ticks fly off. I'm constantly doing checks and, you know, I'm pre-spraying and everything else. But I had truly never used a lint roller before. So I thought, oh, it's so great. I have one for my clothes. It's actually for the dogs. And I don't know if everybody gets one. I'm not trying to do a spoiler alert, but I just thought it was a great idea. And it's, it's perfect dog size. So oh, I can use it on my beard to get all the dog hair <laughs> yeah, off my face. Yeah, or the food, yeah. Right? But literally... <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? It's great for hiking, right? Because you don't want to take the ticks in the car. Yes. With, so yeah. I lint roller them before I put them in the truck. I think it's I think it's brilliant. And I, I, I hadn't done it before. And again, it's not Lisa saying, buy my EM collar. You'll never see another tick on your dog ever again. It's another tool to help our dogs hopefully not get some sort of tick-borne illness. But yes, still do your checks. Still go back a few days afterward and check on your dogs and use your lint roller, use your four-star, use your things that work. But if these super cute little ceramics can help my dog, I'm all about it. So we're trying it out this next season. Yeah, and we did get the uh, Lyme vaccine for our dogs uh, early on. And um, the, they advertise this Lyme vaccine that if your dog gets Lyme, we'll pay for all the company will pay for the treatment to get your dog. And of course, my dog had anaplasmosis, didn't have Lyme, but had another tick-borne. So there's so many different tick-borne illnesses well, and there's fallout. that they can get, you know? There's fallout with all of, you know, the different stuff that you choose for your dogs, and it's everybody's own course. But some people don't think much of it because a young dog that has anaplasmosis or even Lyme sometimes just clears it or just a round of, you know, yeah. antibiotics clears it. But it's until you've heard the stories of a friend of a friend or you watch this news story or something else, like... These tick-borne illnesses can get really, really expensive. Well, it, they can get really, really life-threatening. And if a little collar that's cute like this, that one that I can match with with my dog, I didn't even know about this friendship bracelet thing. I feel so unprepared. Then go for it. Try it. Why not? And it's a very affordable price point. If you have a dog that has immune issues, yes. then it's certainly you want to do everything you can. Because like my dog got the anaplasmosis, but he's asymptomatic. He really doesn't have any problem. In fact, when we tried to treat it proactively... He had a worse reaction to the the doxy, the doxy yeah. than if we had done <laughs> oh, wow. nothing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's, and and you never know. It's 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 each case is going to be separate and everything. But uh, we are always looking out for the newest and the greatest. And we spray yards with Wonderside and we do all the extra things. But I have gotten enough credible. Um, testimonials really outside of knowing Lisa or speaking to Lisa from people that have used these and have heard of these. And they were like, Oh my God, check these out. Like these are the way to go. So is there anything that we missed that we should talk about in relation to these EM collars or your company that we didn't touch on today? Um, I don't think so. I do make them for cats. Also. Oh, good. Perfect. Oh, that's the, good to know. You know, which especially for cats that go outside, it has the quick release. Perfect. I love that. So, and I actually had a woman near me who owns a farm who ordered a bunch of those for her goats. Oh, oh my God. Idea. That is so, it almost is a good way to like tell different, like, uh, <laughs> pup, can puppies wear them or no? 
yes, absolutely. I, it almost is a good like setup for a lab litter or something, right? Like you all have the like right. colors anyway. So why not just freaking protect the puppies from the get go? <laughs> and I don't know, I'm overstretching here, but maybe it even these microorganisms give them more protection. And when Scott mentioned the good immune systems versus not, I do want to say too, if your dog is more prone to sickness and everything else, they yeah. may be more prone Skin to reacting yeah. to one of the more, you know, pesticidal topical type of things. So take more concern with those mm-hmm. things. If they're more reactive to vaccines or something else, mm-hmm. then maybe look into these collars for sure. But I love them. And the cat segment is a whole nother thing. How many people want friendship bracelets with their cat? And the cats <laughs> are so cooperative. I mean, they, oh, just, they just love to work with you. You, know? you only need to put it on and then you just leave it on for a year. I do have one last question. <laughs> if people wanted to put a tag or something on, is that lowering the effectiveness of it, like if, so that's okay. It's just like a tag that would hang off of one of these paracord points. No, that's fine. Okay. All right. So I'm just thinking the cat, like Scott's saying, yeah, you're not, no cat's going to walk around with two freaking collars, but if you already have a collar on your cat. And usually there's plenty of room near it closes for you to put a tag on. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm super pumped about them. You guys We're heading into another heavy tick season. Um, The sooner you order, the sooner you get them on the dogs, the more protection the dogs hopefully have. And we just want our dogs to live as happily and healthy as long as they possibly can. And if these cute things are going to help, we're all about it. What do you think, Chrissy? You're going to get one for Murphy? Mm-hmm. All right. Chrissy's from Australia. She's always into this super holistic stuff, too. So we'll get Murphy, our little they, Brittany. In Australia, they just cover their dog with mud. <laughs> that- yeah. I, this whole show should have just been about mud. Come on. <laughs> if these get muddy, make sure you wash the water off. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Lisa. Go and check her out if you're going to see her at any of these in-person vendings. And again, click the link below to check out the effective microorganisms collar for your own dogs. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great Wednesday. Good talking with you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep it quirky. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.